21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning to you. You're listening to the Education Vanguard, and I am your host, Michael Bull. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means everything to have you here. And thanks for supporting us as we continue to recognize and share educational leaders out there. Today, I've got Andy Vasily of Nexus Education. As we move along in life, we face decision points. Often there is a level of risk, of course, associated with the decision that we end up taking. For Andy Vasily, a fear of risk, though, did not stop him from moving forward to communicate his passions and beliefs about the role of physical education in the school life of students. Andy, along with his co-founder, Dean Dudley, started Nexus Education to promote their core beliefs on the role of physical education and as a vehicle to communicate important research in the field. For Andy, this meant leaving his current job as an elementary school PYP, PE educator, and moving into full-time consulting. A decade or more of writing and reflecting, as well as connecting with other educators, made this risk worth it to Andy. Enjoy the conversation. Andy, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Yeah, it's great to be on. I know we've been trying to set this up for a while, so it's great to finally make it happen. Well, I figure the longer we wait, the smarter both, or at least the more wisdom both of us get, and therefore this will be that much better of a show, right? Exactly. Each day we learn something new, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to talk to you today because you're doing a little bit of a change in your, in your life. You're taking a new turn. But before we get that far along, let's just start out right out the gate to kind of get your philosophy. And so the first question I have to you is, what is the role do you see of PE in the life of a student? I think depending on age level, so I'm going to come at it from the perspective of elementary school, and I think okay. that it, it's, get, it's getting students to, to really understand the powerful links between physical activity, exercise, movement, and the connection, the strong connection with their well-being physically, socially, mentally, and emotionally. So I think regardless of what PE teachers do, that should be one of the number one goals is to get students to understand and embrace those important links. And what made you decide or what made you realize that that, I mean, maybe when you first started teaching PE, that probably wasn't the first thing you were thinking about. What, what made you come about or what helped you to realize that that was an important part of what you do? I think, yeah, you know, the start of my career, obviously very traditional. And I, I was, I went through teacher's college uh, in Canada and it was very, that what we learned in teacher's college, how to be a teacher was very traditionally delivered. So I brought that with me. I brought my sport background with me into uh, PE. But I quickly learned that I wasn't engaging all the students. I was engaging only the athletes. Mm -hmm. And it, it was harder to engage those other students. So I, I saw a distinct separation in regards to engagement of um, students in PE. And I think that's what made me really begin to look internally at my own teaching and that it was flawed, that I wasn't offering the students the experiences that I, that I had hoped to, mm -hmm. and that I was delivering them from, from a very biased way, according to the way that I, I was taught to be a teacher. So that began to really get me to explore uh, better teaching practice and how to, how to engage and motivate students to, to be um, more active and uh, involved in PE. So would you say 
prior to that, the idea was that PE is a place to develop athletes and whoever else happens to be in the class, that's great. They'll get a little bit of exercise. I, I wouldn't say that I thought that, but that mm. was the way PE was traditionally delivered. Got it. And I think I went with, with the intentions of reaching all students, but my teaching style was flawed and I wasn't reaching all students. So that made me realize that my approach, the teaching approaches that I was using and, and focusing solely on, on uh, sport in, in PE, especially with the young kids, was certainly not the way to move forward. So, all right, so now let's talk a little bit about you then, so we understand a little bit about your background and your philosophy, but you are doing something much different this year. You have decided to, I don't want to say the word resign, but move out of the classroom and go into full-time consulting. So what are you looking to do right now, and then we can talk about how you got to that point. Um, I think my decision to move over to full-time consulting, um, it, it was with me for a couple of years, the desire to do so, but... I truly never felt that I was ready to, to make that leap. And I guess the, the more and more that I believe in, in the teaching approaches that are, I use to train teachers, mm-hmm. the more I, I, I believe that it's the way to go and the way to move forward. So I, I'm really hoping to flip the traditional teaching paradigm on its head uh, in regards to, to PE, but education in general, and, and to really help develop PE programs that push themselves into the core of any curriculum because, you know, PE has so much potential to, to really bring um, so much value to a curriculum and, and so many valuable tools to, to, a student's, to a student's life. So what would that look like, do you think? You're looking at, I guess you're having more of a concept of bracing the whole child on both the physical and the mental. So are you talking about an integration then of the two where the teachers are going to work together? Or do you think they'll still be independently discrete uh, activities that happen at school? I think that it will, you know, the, the vision that I have is, is really working on the mindset of, of young people and to, to get them finding the joy in, in physical activity and, and physical movement and to, to embrace being physically active for life. And what that means is releasing our grip as educators and allowing them to explore and, and find true meaning and joy through physical activity. And for extroverts, that might be team sports, but for introverts, mm-hmm. it could be singular sport, you know, sports such as tennis or long distance running or any outdoor pursuits, but it's, it's tapping into each, each student's innate desire to move their bodies in and stay active. So we have to consider all children, their mindset, their backgrounds, and, and how to push them forward to embrace being physically active for life. All right, let's take a few steps back, Andy, if you don't mind, to how you got to this point. Now, when I read through your material and things like that, I, you mentioned uh, how two things specifically, the importance of reflection and then the importance of becoming a connected educator. So let's maybe take those one at a time. And specifically, let's talk about reflection. So you do a lot of writing. You're constantly re- reflecting on your blog. At what point did you decide, hey, reflection is something I want to do and I want to make it public in a way that I can share it with others? I think that I was always quite reflective, but um, a lot of the the thoughts and reflections that I carried with me, I kept uh, inside. 
you know, so I made these small little changes to my teaching practice without having discussions with, with other educators about it. I just felt that I needed to do certain things to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and about well, over four years ago now, I, I was, I had a very serious accident in, in Cambodia and I, I've blogged about it, mm-hmm. but, um, it, it almost killed me. And I think it was a long road to recovery, but getting back to teaching was one of the best medicines that I needed at the time to overcome my physical and emotional uh, kind of injuries from from the accident itself. And I think at at that point, I I really believe so strongly that um, teaching is is a noble profession, you know, and that I I just began to understand that all teachers are so incredibly different. And the reflection plays a pivotal role in them really finding themselves as teachers and having the impact that they they desire on students. So I decided, and you know, I, I don't know if it was a conscious decision or subconscious, but what I did do is decide to begin to blog and share my reflections and to share what inspires me about teaching and what motivates me to be the best that I can be professionally and personally. And by doing so, I'm putting it out there. And... And I realized soon afterwards that teachers began to connect with me and share their stories. And um, so I, making my reflections public seemed to uh, stress the importance of we're all on our own unique journey and it's important to share those journeys. So that's why I was wondering, you know, starting a blog is, is putting yourself out there, like you mentioned. So it's, it's taking a risk. And at what point did you decide that this is something you wanted to continue to do? Was there suddenly, uh, were you starting to get feedback? You mentioned how other people were starting to share their stories. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of just a guy who started writing a blog to a guy who's starting to connect with people on his blog. I, you know, I, I have told this story before, but I started blogging, um, as a, res- a direct result of failure. And when we were working in Cambodia, we decided that we were going to move on. We had been there uh, a couple years, and it was it was tough to teach in that environment because it was so hot and the facilities were outdoors. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to, to look elsewhere. And I, I put my application in at a, at a top international school. And I knew people working at the school, and I, I, I really felt that I was a good teacher and that I would... I would really have a shot at getting this position. And I didn't even get shortlisted. And I I was devastated because I thought, you know, I'm definitely going to, I was visualizing working at this school and I just thought that's where we were going to end up. But I soon realized that I had nothing to show for the quality of work that that I do. So I decided to start a blog and I promised myself that I would never be in that position again, Mm -hmm. that I would not have have something to show for the work that I do. So that was the purpose that I started blogging. Uh-huh. But it was very just, it was just kind of like explaining what I did in my lessons. Uh, these are the desired outcomes. Very straightforward blogging. Um, and I knew that I had some readership, but it wasn't really until after I, I made that shift and I decided, you know what, I'm going to just throw stuff out there without fear of being judged as right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. And I really don't care what people think, you know, I, because it's for me. It's for me. And it, it allows me to, to um, write my true thoughts about teaching and to share them. And just that deep process of thinking and blogging made me better at, at what I did. So once I put it out there, I suddenly had people emailing me and started making all of these connections. And everything really did begin to change. So is that when you started then evolving into what you've 
you know, what you call a connected, socially connected educator, did you find that, hey, there's more than just me here. I'm starting to connect with other people. How, how did that experience feel? I think, you know, you would know this just as well as I do, you know, but it's it's kind of like, you know, when you become socially connected, the, the world just opens up, you know, and mm-hmm. um, especially in regards to teaching PE because it's such a marginalized subject. And so often, you know, oftentimes you're the only teacher. Or there's two teachers in a PE department. So this allowed me to connect with with greatness, true greatness, and, and teachers that were having a profound impact uh, in our in our profession. Um, so I began to really make those those connections, and then I saw the work that they were doing, and I was able to to follow their work. And at the same time, they began to really take a look at some of the the ideas that I presented in my own teaching, and and then it's just kind of a a cyclone. It just kind of takes off from there, and the wind picks up, and the momentum mm-hmm. gathers, and and it pulls every all the greatness into this kind of I don't even know how to describe it, but this. Um, cyclone of good teaching practice you know it's just it it, it was a really a, a true difference maker in, in my teaching so at this point do you feel like you have a network you can reach out to if you have a question about something or want to throw a new idea across to get uh, input on is do you have that now as a connected educator absolutely you know and and just the the opportunities that have presented themselves in my life over the last few years has been a direct result of becoming socially connected and and connecting with, you know, teachers that I feel are way better than I am at what the, what they do, you know, um, has just made me better and and I just hope to inspire younger teachers to strive for, for for personal and professional excellence and to be difference makers with the students that they teach. All right, so now you 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 started reflecting, you become socially connected. I assume the next step is you started doing presentations on a more regular basis. Is that right? Yeah, I was asked to do, you know, being an IB PYP teacher, um, I started to to work on a couple projects with uh, the PYP head office in The Hague. Mm-hmm. And and then from there, I just began to receive some invitations to present. And and the school here in Nanjing uh, ha- w- was wonderful in, in giving me opportunities to go and present. Oh, great. But it, it got to a, to a point that... Um, you know, I, I was hired contractually to, to be a full-time teacher, so I understood that there was only so much time that I could get off to do these things. Right. So I, I, start, I started to uh, take my own personal holiday time to go and present. So the last couple of years have, have been full-on because I've been going away a week here during holiday time to present, like in Qatar or Dubai, and then uh, a week yeah. someplace else mm-hmm. to, to present. And I didn't even want to ask my school for time off because it, I just knew that that um, it, it wasn't the right thing to do. You know that if I wanted to pursue this, it would have to be on my own time, and I'm so happy that I did. Okay, so now you're full time. So we've kind of gotten to that point now where we can talk about uh, Nexus Education, which is the it looks like the company you started with somebody else, right? Sorry, I, I missed that. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask you about Nexus Education. So this is your company, your consulting company, and it, it, along with somebody else that you've started to start moving forward with your vision of having PE become a, more inclusive in an entire classroom setting. Is that right? Right. I'm, work, I'm working with um, uh, Dr. Dean Dudley. He's a senior lecturer from the University of Macquarie, Macquarie University in Australia, and he just has a brilliant mind. He's a he's a researcher, a top researcher, and 
and we're, we're very different. Our styles are very, very different, but we complement one another. And, and he's achieved so much in the research world of physical education and health. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, I guess, just kind of reached out to each other. And, and he absolutely makes me better at what I do. And he's one of the first ones to challenge everything that I do and to, to know my impact as an educator. And, and to, he's taught me how to become a kind of a researcher of my own practice. So what we hope to do through Nexus Education is to close that gap between the research and, and uh, between research and practice and, and for researchers to really look at, te- uh, at their research through the eyes of the teacher and for, for practitioners to look at what they do through the eyes of the researcher and, and to learn how to better their practice by embracing the research. But that means... Uh, to narrow the gap, we have to make the research more presentable to teachers and, and show them how to deliver it, how to, I guess, um, take the big ideas from research and to apply them in their own teaching and to understand their impact and to quantify and measure the impact that they have on their students and teach them how to, how to measure the impact that they have on their students. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our time here. That the big question then is going to be: How do you plan to do that over the next few years to take what you've just discussed and make that a, a reality to connect and uh, to show it to other teachers out there? Well, we're going to take we're going to take major research ideas and, and research uh, papers, and and we're going to present a, an umbrella theme, a big umbrella theme, and then we're going to engage teachers in dialogue and engage researchers in dialogue so rather researchers rather than researchers being engaged in dialogue with other researchers only we're going to we're going to cross it over so practitioners and researchers can begin to have these important discussions uh, about research and about practice so we're going to present the ideas um on our Nexus Education blog mm-hmm. but we're also hoping to partner up with a publishing company in Canada and um, to begin presenting some of our work there. But the idea is to create this big online platform where these important discussions are taking place. Instead of unidimensional, that it's only coming from the researcher, it's, it's um, a discussion and dialogue that's taking place, which is so critical to our profession from a researcher point of view and a practitioner point of view. All right, I've been speaking with Andy Vassily. He's the co-founder of Nexus Education. Thanks so much for your time today, Andy. Thanks, Michael, for having me on the show. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.